doing talking to you this is laura i'm taking over this podcast quinn's podcast life in the 11th hour because quinn hasn't been seen in days he's missing the last we heard from him he was in the crown of the statue of liberty in new york struggling with mark burns over his phone i've tried calling quinn but his phone just rings and then stops no outgoing voicemail message I did tell the police, but then Beatrice, Quinn's, I guess, ex-fiancé now, she told the cops that Quinn has disappeared before, for a few days, but then he showed up again. But now I guess the cops are looking for him, which I'll get to. Quinn, if you're listening, just know, I know you're telling the truth. I should, as well. The truth is, my name is not Laura. It's Vera. Up until a few months ago, I was living in New York, acting. I graduated from NYU two years ago, and I just moved to Chicago this fall to take care of my father, who's got liver cancer. That's all fact, what I said about him before. Okay, He's been in and out of the hospital because he's rationing his meds because he can't afford them. So when I moved to Chicago, I needed a job, and I started waiting tables at this place called the White Palace. That's where I met Mark Burns. He used to come in late at night to drink coffee and write in a notebook. We struck up a conversation one night. I was curious about what he was writing, and he said he had in mind this idea for a podcast, something that would be like what he called a meta-podcast. I didn't really understand what he was describing, but he offered to pay me a lot of money to play the role of a character named Laura, inspired by the character Laura from that noir film. I'm no fool when it comes to these types of things. Some older dude meets you in a restaurant claiming he's a writer and wants to pay you for some weird, nebulous project that usually means run the hell away. But then one night at the restaurant, he showed up with a contract and a cash bonus for signing. What can I say? I was making squat at the White Palace, and my dad was having problems even paying his electric bill. And each week after that, a cashier's check arrives in the mail. And it's helped a lot, but it seems like dirty money now. Quinn is in trouble, and you might think I'm an awful person, but Burns directed me. He said to make it a truly authentic-sounding podcast, there are no written lines of dialogue, just improv. He gave me some basics, you know, dress like Lauren Bacall when you meet Quinn at Beckett's, or bring up a play called The Lady Liberty Vanishes. Play along with the idea that there's a website called The Errata Spot with articles about the replica thefts. God, I I thought Quinn was in on it all. I thought he was another actor, that it was all a creation of Burns' imagination. But then when Quinn kissed me in Warner Park, at first I thought it was a plot twist, something Burns had told him to do. But Quinn was so genuinely hurt when I told him I couldn't be with him. And his relationship with B, I mean, it was all such a real mess. 
And then the article appeared in the New York Times and the French newspaper about the disappearance of four replica statues and sending their parts back to France. This is when I had the horrible realization, I'm caught in the middle of something far too real. And it's like feeling your way along the signs of a labyrinth. There's got to be a way out. There's got to be, but I don't know where I am. I don't know where to go. So, how did last week's show from New York get posted? I think Bran Crumbs posted it. He's the one who supposedly runs WPCP Radio. And when I finally listened to all the episodes, I started to see the whole charade. Bran Crumbs. That's just an anagram for Mark Burns. And the name of that theater company he gave me to say, Bums Are Rank, the theater company that produced the non-existent The Lady Liberty Vanishes. Bums Are Rank is another anagram for Mark Burns. Mark Burns himself is posting audio of episodes implicating himself in a crime. Why? Because he's just a complete megalomaniac? Is that it? Maybe the more audacious the crime is, the more publicly visible it is, the less real it seems. So, didn't Burns admit to being the perp in the last episode? That's not really Mark Burns. The guy who walks his cat and lives in Printer's Row and drives a Subaru with a cargo trailer attached to it and shows up to face Quinn in the crown of the Statue of Liberty, that's not the real Mark Burns. That guy is some scary thug who comes into the White Palace sometimes, like a really tall dude, actually better looking than the real Mark Burns but capable of who knows what. And I was told by the real Mark Burns, the writer Mark Burns, to pretend the tall man was him. All along, I thought Quinn was pretending too. What's turned out stranger than fiction is that the FBI or Homeland Security might actually be looking for Quinn. While Quinn was in New York, a tip led them to his apartment here in Berwyn, where I am right now. And that's where they found the remaining bits and pieces of several replicas of Lady Liberty. So you see, the setup is complete. You've tuned in wanting to be entertained. And I've been in lots of plays and I know a ton of exposition, especially at the end of some long mystery, is death. But this is real. This is no play. I'm on air telling you all of this in case I disappear too. Here's what you need to remember. I'm the only one who knows that the real Mark Burns created this whole scenario. That he set up Quinn to take a fall for revenge purposes. That he's so confident that he'll get away with it, he's flaunting his crimes in broad daylight by posting the episodes under the anagram Bran Crumbs. Quinn, if you are out there, I shouldn't say anything else. I may need to go into hiding myself. I'll leave you with this. What Mark Burns has done is distract us from the really serious concrete issues. He's played with our genuine outrage and stoked our cynicism by creating this charade. Our liberty is disappearing. It's not fit for entertainment. And if I can figure out how to... 
I'll play you a bit of audio that Quinn never posted. It's from the very night I first approached him at Beckett's. Will this make us heroes, Quinn? Solving the replica thefts? Yes. I don't care about that, actually. I just want to give back, you know? Everyone's, like, so cynical these days. It's, like, hard to wear the Patriot hat. I mean, I get it. There's so much injustice to fight. There's so many lies, you know, to dispute. But that's... That's life. I mean... I mean, look at the history of the world. It... It's always a struggle against tyranny. That's what defines life. Uh, the difference these days is we have like better tools to fight back. It's like um, it's like now we have actual power to face these jerks, to, to speak up. Power that so many people would have died for. I mean, I mean, I mean, did die for. Like like soldiers and and protesters and and Martin Luther King. And um, Emily Wilding Davidson. That was real sacrifice. I mean, the least we can do now is try. Sounds like you hit on something. At least we'll discover what we're made of. I hope to find you again, listeners to broadcast this show from somewhere, me and Quinn, live on air again. Until then, fight to stay hopeful. Fight to stay active. Fight to figure out what's real and what's not, because it's hard to know for sure anymore. So maybe you just need to decide that for our own sake, you'll be on the side of truth. Maybe that's what it means to be an American these days. What it means to live life in the 11th hour. (laughs) 